Welcome to the podcast of Christ Covenant Church, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America, located in the township of Langley, British Columbia. My name is Gary Vanderveen, and I'm the senior pastor here. If you would like to know more about our congregation, please visit us online at www.langleychurch.org. This morning. So children, uh, I have a sermon just for you this morning. How many of you are excited about this? Okay. Now I'm going to tell you something. When your parents found out that I was going to preach a sermon just for you, they all contacted me and said, it needs to be short. And you know what I said to them? No way, your children are amazing. They love long sermons, right? You love long sermons, right? Yeah, Roger, yes, you're supposed to say yes. You love long sermons, okay? So. It's going to be long for your parents, short for you. Don't ask me how this works, but it's a thing. And this morning I want to talk with you about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Gospel. How many of you know what that word means, gospel? Yes? It's the Bible, yes. Yes? Tells you more about the Lord. Gospel means good news. Can you try that with me? Gospel means? Okay. So imagine for a minute that your mom is sick. Okay. Your mom's really sick and she goes uh, to the doctor and the doctor says, she's going to get better. She's only going to be sick for the next day. That's good news, isn't it? Yeah, so that, that's, that's what gospel is. That's gospel news. That's good news, okay? Or imagine, I mean, I hope this never happens to any of you, but just imagine that your backyard was on fire and the firefighters arrived just before the flames jumped to the house, just before the fire goes on the house, okay? They arrive just in time, and they put out the fire. That's good news, isn't it? That is, what's another word for good news? Gospel. Gospel. Excellent, okay? So, but what is the good news, or what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? And why is Jesus such good news for us? And that's the question I want us to think about this morning, and that's the question I want to answer for you. And it's kind of a long answer, okay? So can we all concentrate? Yeah. What about you adults? Are you concentrating this morning? Yeah. Your parents aren't concentrating. Some of them are napping. This is not good. Okay? So it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a long answer. So in order to answer the question, what is the gospel, we need to start at the very beginning of all things. Now, you finish the sentence for me, okay? Because I know you know your Bibles. In the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. God made everything. Yes, God made the sun. He made the moon. He made the stars. He made the oceans. He made the fishies. He made the mountains. He made the grass. And he made dogs. Pardon? It took six days for God to make everything. Six days? Yes, yeah, six days. 
And on the sixth day, when God had just about made everything, there was one thing missing. He made, yes, exactly. He made man, male and female together. He made Adam and, and God told Adam and Eve that he was going to give them the entire world to care for and to make beautiful. They were to, Adam and Eve together were to take care of the forests, the oceans, look after the birds, have lots of pets. And they were to make beautiful things from the creation. They were to make houses. They were to make gardens. They were to make cities, to make cars, to make all kinds of beautiful things. And God said, once a week, you're going to come and, uh, to me and w- you will worship. And guess what? When God made everything, At the end of those days, that first week, God looked at everything and God said, it is not just good, it is very good. You see, when God made all things, there was no sin in the world. No broken relationships. Do you ever fight with your brothers or sisters? That didn't happen in the garden. No sin. And guess what else? No death. God made Adam and Eve to live forever. Okay? God made Adam and Eve to live forever. No, exactly. That's a great question. Why did they not live forever? What did they do? Yes, Adam and Eve ruined everything for all of us, not only for themselves, but for the whole of creation. Okay? Just hang on, hang on. That's a great question. Great question. You are, see, you ask better questions than your parents. Don't tell them that. Okay? But a serpent showed up, okay? And he tempted Eve. Do you remember what he said to Eve? The serpent? Yes, the serpent said, eat that fruit that God told you not to eat. If you eat that fruit, you will not die. You will be just like God. And Eve saw the fruit that it was pleasing to the eye, and she took a big bite of it, and then what did she do? She gave some to Adam, and what did Adam do? He ate, and they disobeyed God. Can you imagine that? Imagine this. Okay, imagine this, right? Your parents, do your parents love you? Do they give you clothes? Do they give you food? Do they give you a nice bed to sleep in? Do your parents give you all kinds of good things? Then why would you disobey them? That makes no sense, does it? We're not holy. Yeah, well, we're not holy because of Adam and Eve. Because but Adam... What we want is not holy. Yes, what we want is not holy. And Adam and Eve disobeyed God. They rejected God. And God had to punish them. So God had to kick them out of the garden. He had to kick them out of their home. 
They couldn't live with God anymore. They couldn't walk with God anymore. They couldn't talk with God anymore. They couldn't live with God anymore. And guess what? They began to die. Now, do you think that God left them in this horrible condition? No. God loves the, loved them so much, and God loves you so much that he promised that he would fix this problem. Does that sound like good news? Yes. See, in order to understand the good news, we need to begin with the bad news. Adam and Eve sinned. But God did not allow them to remain. And so do we. Yeah, we sin as well. But God refused to let Adam and Eve die in their sin. And so he promised a son, a son for Eve, who would do what Adam could no longer do, he promised a son who would crush the head of the serpent. Okay. And then throughout the Old Testament, we read of God promising his people over and over and over again that the son would come. And they had to be patient. They had to wait patiently for Eve's son to come. Do you think Israel was a patient? No. No, they weren't very patient. Are you p very patient? No. no. Sometimes. sometimes you're patient, yeah? Are your parents patient all the time? No. No. Right? Because, yes, your parents sin too. But God promised over and over and over again that one day, Eve's son would come into this world and that he would crush the head of the serpent, that he would deal with the problem of sin, not only Adam and Eve's sin, but your sin and my sin, and that he would conquer death so that we do not need to die. And guess what? We will die, and then what will happen? We go to heaven. We go to heaven. You're jumping ahead. How do we go? We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Excellent questions. How do we, how do we go to heaven? Yeah. And heaven is so high above. We'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay? And guess what? At precisely the right moment in history, in the fullness of time, God sent Eve's son, and his name was Jesus. And Jesus lived a perfect life. Jesus was tempted, but did he ever sin? No. no. He never sinned. And Jesus had to grow up just like you grew up. Did you know that Jesus was a baby? He had to learn how to talk. He had to learn how to walk. He had to learn how to obey his parents. He grew in holiness. He grew in maturity. He grew in wisdom. And this is the really important thing, that just like you, 
Jesus had to rely upon the power of the Holy Spirit for his strength. It was only as Jesus cried out to his Father for the strength of the Holy Spirit that he was able to live the perfect life. You know what? You could put it this way. Okay? You could actually say that Jesus was the first Christian and that he was the only and is the only perfect Christian who ever lived. Now, do you think everyone liked Jesus? No. Why? We, we read it in John. I don't know if you heard, if you were paying attention. He was always right about everything. Yes, because Jesus was the light, and some people preferred to live in darkness. The Bible tells us this is, this is how horrible our sin problem is, that, that unless God works in our lives, we prefer darkness over light. We prefer death over life. And there were people in Jesus' day, when they saw what Jesus was doing, when they saw his holy life, when they saw him obeying God the Father, their sin was exposed, and they said, hey, 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 I don't want to talk about my sin. You know, stop talking about my sin. And Jesus kept talking about sin, and he kept talking about the way to overcome sin. Put your trust in me. Put your trust in me. And they said, no, go away. And they began to hate Jesus. And what did they end up doing to Jesus? They killed him. How did they kill him? Yeah. They nailed him to a cross. Did, hang on, hang on. Did Jesus deserve to die on the cross? No. Did Jesus do anything worthy of death? Did he ever sin against anyone? No. But Jesus willingly went on the cross to pay the penalty for Adam's sin, for Eve's sin, for our sin. He died on the cross for our sins. But hang on, there's more. Did Jesus remain in the tomb? Did Jesus stay dead forever? No. What happened? Jesus rose from the dead on which day? How long was he? On the third day. He rose from the dead. To signify his victory over sin and over death. He rose with a new body. But it and this. It wasn't fair that he had to die. It wasn't fair, was it? He died for you so that you could spend time with the God the Father for all eternity. Life and he. Fair. Life isn't fair, that's true. Uh, and Jesus rose from the dead with a new body. So, have a lot of this answered. Now we're going to answer your question, okay? Yes, we will die. And see this body? Feel your head. This body, when you die, where is it going to go? No, this body, where is it going to go? No, the body is going to go in the grave. But your soul will go to heaven. And guess what? Yes, one day. When will you get a new body? When Jesus returns. returns. Jesus will return. And give you a new body. 
and give you a new body. And guess what? Do you ever get tired? You won't be tired. Do you ever get sore and aches? Yeah. Well, you probably don't. But you know your parents. They get sore and tired. Your dad always gets sore. Havilah, you are so honest. I love that about you. Jeremy gets sore. This is really good to know. Thank you. Now, hang on. Since you're here, do you have... Hang on, kids. Yes, he always has shoes on him. But uh, the point is that Jesus will return. But before Jesus returns, guess what? Jesus has appointed us, the church, to be his missionary people, and we are supposed to bear witness to the nations, to the whole world of what Jesus has done. And so we need to tell the story of Jesus. And the story of Jesus, of course, begins with creation, right? God made all things very good. The story then proceeds with the rebellion of Adam. But God does not leave Adam in that rebellious state. He promises a Savior. In the fullness of time, Jesus comes to conquer sin, to swallow up death, so that all who believe in Jesus will have life with him forevermore with new bodies on a new earth. Now, one of you asked a question, I think maybe it was Havilah as well, how do we get to heaven because it's so high up there, so far away from us? Well, that's a really neat question because guess what? Heaven is going to come down to us. Heaven. Well, that's a great question. But guess what the answer is, Havilah? I don't know. We're going to have to wait till we, Jesus returns and brings heaven down to earth and we live in the new heavens and the new earth with our new bodies and we can say, Jesus, how did this happen? And he'll explain it to us. How do we know? We know his name and we know he's real because we have the witness of those who spent time with Jesus and who saw him die and saw over 500 people, Paul tells us, saw Jesus' resurrection body. And so the point is this. If we trust in Jesus, we will live forever. And in heaven, we will see Adam and Eve and King David and Peter and James and John and Noah. And guess what? All our friends, our grandparents who have died before us, who know Jesus. You know, I don't, I've never even met my great-grandparents. I don't even know how, what they look like, what they look like. But in heaven, because they were Christians, they loved Jesus. And in heaven, I will see them for the very first time. And so, kids, I know you're starting to get distracted, so just give me two more minutes here. Your parents are really distracted, so just you give me two minutes here. Listen. The gospel of Jesus Christ is this, that the God who made a very good creation will restore the mess that Adam and all of us have made because of who Jesus is, because of what Jesus has done. Is that good news? 
Yes, amen. Do you want to have the best life possible, the most wonderful life possible? Then you need to believe in Jesus. You need to believe in Jesus. You need to tell Jesus how sorry you are for your sin, for your rebellion, and you need to ask him to forgive you. And you need to pray that God would grant you the fullness of the Spirit so that you can be just like Jesus. It's like that song. Trust, for there's no to be. Amen. Thank you, children. Oh, <laughs> 